0: Welcome back to another episode of Sports with Sailor, where we talk all things sports from high school, college, into the professional level. Hope you enjoy. The following podcast is sponsored by the new Hood College Gear Shop. The gear shop replaces the old Hood College bookstore. Most of us remember the bookstore as just a place where we bought or rented books. Well, that's not the case anymore. The Hood College Gear Shop is a great place to buy all kinds of things. Need some hood brand and merch, you'll find hoodies and t-shirts, hats and scarves, sweats and socks, mugs and cups, they even have hood branded and blankets. Low and on shampoo or soap, they have you covered. Bad breath before class, buy some gum or tic Tacs. Need a pen, highlighter, or notebook, the gear shop has tons. Does you roommate have a dog? Buy them a Hood College leash or collar. Need some Advil or Tums? the gear shop has your back need a last-minute birthday gift for your best friend you'll find plenty of options what i'm saying is that the hood college gear shop has you covered for all your gift school snack and blazer branded clothing needs so the next time you're in wit stop in and browse around mention my name jacob sailor and the name of this podcast sports with sailor and receive 10 percent off your purchase of any hood branded merch but first listen to the show Welcome back to another Sports with Sailor podcast. This week we are going to talk all things sports and we are going to kick things off with talking about the PGA Tour which just finished up the Masters Tournament which is one of the biggest tournaments of the year being played at Augusta National in Augusta, Georgia. This tournament went from April 6th to April 9th and John Rahm ended up winning it. He won by four strokes, beating out Phil Mickelson and Brooks Kepka, who finished at eight under, while Rahm finished at 12 under. And Rahm ended up bringing home a total of 3.24 million, while second place Mickelson and Kepka brought home 1.58 each. Other players finished in the top five Jordan Spieth, Patrick Reed, and Russell Henley. Tiger Woods made his return in this tournament, but ended up dropping out after making the cut. He made the cut and then dropped out due to um, injury. This tournament is always a fun one. It's one of the biggest ones ever. And making the cut means you're in the top 50 through the first two days of the tournament. And... For making the cut and still finishing in last, you get a $43,000 bag after the tournament ends with Keith Mitchell, who ended up shooting plus 14 in last place, ended up taking home. Moving on, we're going to move to the NBA playoffs, which had just started this week. You have the clippers versus the suns which as we know the suns are my favorite to win the the NBA championship then you have the timberwolves versus the nuggets the lakers versus the grizzlies and the heat versus the bucks with these four series I'm taking the suns over the clippers to move on and then I am going to take the nuggets Over the Timberwolves, I think the Nuggets are just a dominant team there. They're the highest seed. They're the number one seed in the West. They just have been dominant all year, led by Nikolai Jokic, who is their center and their best player. The Lakers and the Grizzlies, I, even though the Grizzlies are the better team, I'm going to have to go with the Lakers. I think that... LeBron and Anthony Davis in the playoffs are just gonna be too much, and you can never count out LeBron in in the NBA playoffs. The Heat and the Bucks. I I want to take the 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 Heat here. They are a very very talented team, led by Jimmy Butler, but I'm just gonna have to go with the Bucks. They got Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is arguably the best player in. The entire NBA and then they have a bunch of stars around him that can just help lead this team very far into the playoffs. Two more games that we have are the Nets and the 76ers. The Nets are a very good team a lot of young talent but the 76ers behind Joel Embiid who is their center and another top five player in the league at the moment I think that the 76ers just take this series. The Golden State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings, probably the most exciting most exciting series of the first round. The Warriors behind Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, who have been a powerhouse in the past however many years it's been. I mean, they just feel like they've been dominating for a while, are going up against the very young um, Sacramento Kings who have played very well this year despite many people not like picking them early in the season. So I'm going to pick the Kings for this series, picking them a little bit. They are not the underdogs seed-wise, but I think I think talent-wise, they are the underdogs um, considering the experience that the Golden State Warriors have on their team in the NBA playoffs. Then you have the last two series are the Hawks and Celtics. The Hawks led by Trey Young. The Celtics led by Jason Tatum. I think the Hawks are a very good team, but the Celtics are just, just top to bottom, just an all-around better team. So I'm going to have the Celtics moving on. And then in the Knicks versus Cavaliers series, probably a series that I won't watch much at all because just these two teams throughout the year every time I watch them I just I just can't really get into them but the Knicks led by Julius Randle and the Cavaliers led by Donovan Mitchell the Cavaliers being a top team in the league all year I think they're just going to be just going to be too much for the for the Knicks in a seven game series Moving on I think that the like I said in the past weeks the Suns in my opinion will win the entire NBA championship, and be hoisting that trophy at the end of the year. Moving on, we will get into a little bit of college football. There's not much to talk about here, but a bunch of, of colleges have um, started their spring games where they pretty much like a inner squad game versus each other where they can have the public come in and pretty much watch the the veteran players play and the, the new freshman talent coming in for the future. One of the people that I saw was Arch Manning, who is the, the freshman quarterback, one of the best freshman quarterbacks to ever play in college football. I think that is at Texas, and I think he will be very fun to watch in years to come. That's about all for college football. Let's move on to the... MLB. MLB season kicked off a few weeks ago. And with teams being around 16 games into this season, you have the Tampa Bay Rays who are very dominant. They are 14-2. They started like 11, 12, 13-0. And have just been a powerhouse of a team. I mean, when they were starting 13-0, I was thinking... (laughs) Thinking for a moment they might go one hundred and sixty two and zero, even though that's not. I mean that's just never gonna happen. But they just looked unstoppable. Pitching, hitting, fielding, starting pitching, closing pitching. I mean they just looked like the the team to beat, and I still think they will be the team to be moving forward throughout the year. Another team that hasn't surprised anyone, but with a very good record early, is the Atlanta Braves which are my pick to come out of the National League. I think that they same with the Rays are just a powerhouse team. Record at 12 and 4. If you look at that lineup, they're just just stacked full of talent. Just like the Rays, pitching, hitting, their fielding is always top tier. Just a super fun team to watch. My Baltimore Orioles, my my favorite team personally out of the American League East unfortunately happen to be in the same division with the Tampa Bay Rays which we just talked about and the Toronto Blue Jays which are at 10 and 6 and the New York Yankees which are also at 10 and 6. Um unfortunately being in this division it is very hard to get out of. They I mean, those three teams I just mentioned are always top-tier teams in the American League, which leaves very little room for the Orioles to do anything with such a young group that they have. (sighs) There's 162 games in the MLB season, and obviously being 15, 16, 17 games in, you can't really tell much. You you can always see which teams are starting out hot and which teams could continue to stay hot as the season moved on. Moving on to NFL, which we have talked about a little bit in the past. Not much has changed here. Still, the NFL draft coming up. I mean, a, a few weeks away, the first round will be on Thursday, April 27th. Starting at 8 p.m., this is where all your your young talent will be drafted. And, I, I mean, I just I don't know how this draft is going to go. You have so many quarterbacks looking to be taken early. Teams could be trading up. Teams could be trading down. The Carolina Panthers do have the number one pick in the draft. They could be looking for a quarterback. The Houston Texans could be looking for a quarterback, which stood at 2. Arizona Cardinals sit at 3. They have a quarterback. They could be looking for a different one because Kyler Murray might not be the long-term fit for them. Indianapolis Colts sit at 4. They're looking for a quarterback. Seattle Seahawks do have their quarterback that I think that they want to stick with. So they might not go quarterback there. But that might be where you see the first defensive guy taken he has a few good d ends like defensive lineman. i don't think you'll see a wide receiver get taken this early they do have dk metcalf already on their team which is just a, a stud wide receiver in his first few years in the league moving on you have the detroit lions at six that that's a spot where you could see a quarterback take i mean detroit lions aren't very good they do have a quarterback he's pretty old but I think that they will go defense here. They picked up Aiden Hutchinson last year, which is a, a D lineman. I think they might—a a defensive end, to be more specific. I think they might pick up another defensive end to be on the other side of him and kind of just had two studs pressing the other quarterback. Um, then you have the Las Vegas Raiders sitting at 7 Who knows what they might take? I mean, they could use a little bit of everything if we're being completely honest. Atlanta Falcons at eight, they're the same boat with the Raiders. The Bears at nine. Now, the Bears and the Panthers swapped picks. So the Bears went from one to nine, getting a lot more than just swapping picks, obviously. But they swapped picks for a reason. And I'm I don't know if they didn't want that number one pick. They did maybe the guy that they want wasn't number one worthy. I'm not sure. But they now sit at nine. And you know, I'm not sure who they will pick there. Rounding up the top ten, you have the Philadelphia Eagles, which are already a a top tier team in the league. I mean, having a very good record last year, making it deep into the playoffs them getting ten is just like a steal of the of the draft, I think. So I have pulled up here the CBS Sports mock draft, which had just gotten posted today by Jared Dubin. And he has number one pick quarterback, number two pick, quarterback, number three pick quarterback. Number four pick, he does have a defensive end edge rusher, which would be the first non quarterback taken on his board. Number five, another defensive lineman going to the Seahawks. Number six, where we talked about they might take another defensive lineman to offset Aiden Hutchinson. This mock draft has them taking a cornerback out of Oregon which I think would be a great pick for them. Number seven, the Raiders have an edge rush guy on this draft board. Number eight, the Falcons have an edge rush guy on this draft board. Number nine, you have an offensive tackle to the Bears. Number 10, you have an edge rush out of Georgia to the Eagles. And you don't see, on this draft board, you don't see another quarterback taken to Number eleven, where Will Levis is projected to go to the Tennessee Titans. Obviously, all these are just mock draft on what ex- experts might, or no, on what ex- experts think might happen. They probably won't happen, but it kind of gives you an idea of who might be taken, where in the first round of the draft. There are seven total rounds, equaling 259 picks. So we have just went over the, per- the first 10 to 15 in this episode, which are debatably the most important. Just the entire first round is the most important. But you have heard of some guys coming out of the seventh round of the draft that are just really good. Like I think Tom Brady... The best quarterback of all time was a third, a fourth rounder. He wasn't a a first-round guy. Brock Purdy, who led the 49ers to a playoff run last year, was the very last pick of the draft, of last year's draft. So, I mean, we can look at the first round, we can look at the first 10 picks, but you really don't know until you get into the actual season itself next we will dabble into some nhl the nhl playoffs are starting very soon unfortunately my capitals did not make it this year very sad i wanted to see them go a long way but it just didn't happen they didn't have the squad they were injured part of the year so they just came up short i've been following too much hockey this year but I think that Toronto Maple Leafs have a good chance the Golden Knights are always out of Vegas they're always a solid pick the New Jersey Devils and then the Boston Bruins I think those teams have the best chance of making it but like every sport it's the playoffs I mean One guy could get injured and it ruins the whole chemistry of the team. I mean, you never know what happens. So predicting it is very hard to do. But those would be my teams if I had to choose. So like we want to end off each episode, we love talking about Hood College sports. Since I am on the Hood College baseball team, we will talk Just a little bit about Hood College Baseball. We will talk a little bit about Hood College Baseball. The baseball team now sits at 15 wins and 17 losses on the season. They are 8-10 in conference, sitting in 7th place out of the 9 teams in conference. They have 6 conference games left and need to win five or six of these last six conference games to have the best chance of making the conference tournament it's very doable the team has shown signs of great baseball i think that they can come through and come together it, it's it's gonna take a little bit but i think i think it can be done unfortunately every other team in the conference is also very good and baseball is one of those games where all it takes is one guy to be having a bad day, whether the pitcher, the the hitters could be having a bad day, just balls not getting through. I mean who who knows? Baseball's a weird sport. So it's gonna be hard to tell. Like it's gonna be hard to predict what could happen, but the Blazers do need to go on a little run here to end the season to have the best chance of making the conference tournament. The Blazers just finished up a series against York College. A three-game series where they lost the first game 7-3. to Won the second game 3-1. to And then unfortunately lost the third game 2-1. to Very close games. Couldn't squeak out the last win there. But now they have a full week to prepare for Eastern. They play in St. David's PA on Friday, and then where they host the the Eastern University Eagles at FCC on Saturday for a doubleheader, which is also Senior Day. Thank you for watching, and have a great rest of your week. Thank you for watching another episode of Sports with Sailor. Uh, hope to see you back for the next episode. Have a good day.